Hello and welcome to Two Guys One Cup, the show where we review, rate, and rank anything that emerges from our cup. I'm Dan, and always is Joe with me, <laughs> uh, and who he will kick things off for us today. Hello, everyone there. So we're going to start as we often do when we get a five star review, because we do admit we do read them out. So here we go. Quite like the idea of rating the most random things. Catchy name too, despite giving a different kind of association. I have no idea what he means by that. But that's the good thing about it. I literally laughed out loud listening to some of the personal stories shared on the toilet episode. By far my most favourite so, so far. Worth listening. So that's from N. Zarkev. So thank you very much, mm. M. Zarkev. And as ever, like we say, uh, give us a review or follow us at 2G1C Pod on Twitter and uh, let us know where you want the discussions to go. But today, mm. the discussion goes to films that we think should be prequels. So in other words, a film that we like that doesn't currently have an official prequel film that we think it should. Hmm. Well, I've just about recovered from my absolute shambles of an intro uh, where you've been talking there. So you well did very done. well. You can <laughs> see the... Uh, the professional side of what we do. Yeah. Once we hit record, we go. And that's yeah, it. I mean, we don't we don't need to edit anything apart <laughs> from uh, the name of a teacher that I shouldn't have dropped in last week. Well, I, I think we edited that so well. I don't think anyone noticed uh, the, the long beep. <laughs> um, so prequel. So what, what's your favorite prequel that's already been done? Well, I mean, I've certainly thought about this. And I have to admit, I don't think there's been that many that are that great. Hmm. Now... Um, I mean, we, we've kind of had this discussion previously, but The Godfather 2 always comes up. Now, I wouldn't actually call that a prequel film, even though about an hour and a half of it at least is prequel. But if I had to had to pick one, it's going to be that, because it really does go quite nicely into the uh, the origin story of uh, Don Corleone. Yeah, I mean, well, it has to be a prequel. It's a prequel analysis. It's a quill because it's a prequel. It's a, a full-on quill. It's a now quill. But, I mean, I think it's a solid choice, to be honest. I, th- I can't. It's one of the best films ever made. Yeah, um, but I just wouldn't put it as a, as a prequel, a fully-fledged prequel. Um. So, yeah, glad you asked. Mine is probably... <laughs> one no one of... cares about your one. <laughs> Shut it. Um, mine's one of the Star Wars prequels. <sighs> yeah, I can see your face drop there. Well, uh, and I just want to make it clear. I used to really like Star Wars, and now Star Wars has hurt me. So, I'll elaborate, though, because I think I might be able to get you back on board. Mm. So, I'm not talking about... Episode one, The Phantom Menace. I'm no. not talking about episode two, Attack of the Clones. Not even talking about episode three, Avenger of the Sith. I'm talking about Rogue That's One. That's the one that everyone says, oh, but that one's not so bad. It's not as bad as the others. But Rogue One. Yeah, Rogue One was quite good. It's absolutely brilliant. And what I love, apart from the fact that it's a really good film, is what it did, and I think it's a lovely touch for a prequel, is it, is it um, addressed one of the big issues with Star Wars. The little hole. The little hole in the little Death hole. Star. The, yeah. the, 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 the We've been salted for the last 30 or 40 years. Yeah, yeah so cool. the, there are quite a lot of nerds there who couldn't say anything uh, anymore after that. Sorry if I'm offending half our audience there. Um, <laughs> I'm offending us as well. Um, so a lot of people were pretty disappointed by that because they couldn't say anymore. Oh, no, the, why could it blow up the Death Star? But the way they addressed that was brilliant, and it made for a an absolutely superb so it, it was good i mean once i'm not as enthusiastic as you were but i thought it was good thought it, thought it was a decent film that was the beginning of the end of everything terrible yeah i mean solo was another prequel that was i didn't see i don't think was... i actually saw solo i couldn't be bothered no it wasn't really i mean it had woody harrelson in it but yeah big fan he, of woody harrelson he but couldn't save it. after watching the third of the new new films don't know what it's called didn't care, hated everyone, wanted everyone to die, and all the old people that I really loved did die. Yeah, but it gave us that guy's reaction. Maybe we should we should uh, 
mention his reaction every single episode. That guy doing the review of the trailer. Uh, oh yeah, if you remind me, oh, maybe okay. I'll put that in the description. And, uh, it's amazing. It is quite funny. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, it, it gave us that, but you wouldn't want to be that person. Oh, oh, good heavens, no, 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 no. I no. wouldn't want to be. So, well, I certainly wouldn't wouldn't be filmed doing that. I like to, no, no, I'd like keep that behind closed doors. Yeah, there's many things I do on the internet that I don't want uh, the selfie camera working. Mm. Incidentally, I uh, recently got a um, an email saying that, uh, and it. Uh, it opened with "Dear Pervert," so obviously I knew it was it was <laughs> it's a, a, it's they, just, yeah it was addressed correctly yeah. and it was all about my dirty uh, dirty stuff that I do on the internet. Oh, I've right. got it all recorded on the selfie camera, and uh, to just deposit money in a Bitcoin thing. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> oh, so you're going to we. You're not, well, you're not ashamed. I ended up just phoning my mother and said, look, if you need money, <laughs> just let me know. <laughs> you don't need to make a thing of it. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's what's happened in uh, in my life. So hmm. Very strange. Hmm. But anyway, to the prequels that we've chosen. Yes. Um, so we've chosen... So we're kind of doing a bit of a top five, aren't yeah, we? Kind so of. we're choosing two each, and then we've got a mystery third each, which we're going to... Probably agree to disagree. So this might be where we need you lovely podders to uh, tell us on Twitter what the uh, number five should be at Mm. 2G1C pod. So after listening to that, to the podcast, hit us up with what you actually think should be the fifth intro. Introduction Mm. into our Hall of Fame of top fives. (laughs) Seamless as that. It's really worked. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know what that would be as an acronym, but we'll work on it. Yeah. Um, So... Do you want to kick us off? Okay, so I'm starting quite dark, if I'm honest. Mm. Pretty nasty where I'm going. So it's a 1984 horror film by Wes Craven, and it's Nightmare on Elm Street, more importantly, the Freddy Krueger story himself. So I don't know how much you know about Freddy Krueger, but this would make for quite frankly a, a much much nastier horror film mm. than what the nightmare on elm street films actually are he's a child killer isn't he isn't well he? i believe he was actually meant to be a molester as well oh okay uh, and the reason why, it's a very strange world that we live in that a molestation is worse than killing but i'm not going to go into the ins and outs but apparently when that film was released there was actually uh, around that time a uh, molester and so they just didn't want to associate it with it, so they went with a killer. Well, there's a, there must be loads of molesters. This yeah, but maybe not famous there. ones. Oh, not. I think there was like a famous case of a child oh, paedophile. Still. I told you oh, this was, this one was going to be dark. Oh, <laughs> good lord! <laughs> Straight in there. So yeah. anyway, so the way the reason why I think it would be a good but horrendous horror film because there's a lot in there of real nastiness. And the thing is that makes a good horror film is that the end isn't the end, if you know what I'm saying. So like in a lot of horror films, actually the monster's not dead or what have Mm. you. And in this prequel, that would be the case. In fact, it's just the beginning of his, uh, you know, kind of going around in uh, teenagers' mm. dreams and killing them that way. But anyway, so it starts off pretty badly for him. His mother, I believe, was a nun. And this is the official, like, backstory. This isn't something yes. you made up. This is, like, the official... Yeah, this isn't... Yeah, you know, I'm not very imaginative. But um, he... So his mother, who I believe is called Amanda Kruger, was a nun working in an insane asylum... Uh, which, you know, it's a great, <laughs> great area to start with for any kind of horror film. And yeah, sorry for making this dark, but she was raped by a hundred maniacs. I think it, it, it's written down. And yeah, what the tag phrase was is that Freddy is the bastard of son of a hundred maniacs. I'm not that's- sure that's how... I don't think that's how it works. Worked. Although, inter- interestingly enough, apparently that does work with cats. You can have mm. a single let- litter what? where there's multiple fathers. No, because yeah. they, oh, they have more than one egg. They have more than one egg, yeah. 
I don't know, how strange. Yeah. I mean, not that there's going to be like a paternity test or going on Jeremy Cole's show, but... <laughs> no, like... not anymore. But yeah, well, you know what cats are like when they're on heat? They just kind of have a crazy, crazy... I don't. Run. I'm not a cat person. What Dare I ask, what are they like? Well, they're just... <laughs> they're not picky. I see. So and your they... cat, you've got a male cat, other oh, brother and sister, aren't they? Brother and sister. And but left it's... to her own devices, would they have baby cats? Yeah, like webbed claws and stuff. I mean, I, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, they've had the relevant bits cut off. So. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, back to the film. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> so I'm, I'm just trying, not connected. I am just trying to not lick my lips, but that's just because I've got something on <laughs> yeah, there. Sure. I mean, it's not a video yeah. podcast, so no one knows that you're yeah, doing it until, yeah, yeah. until you out. mention it. <laughs> um, so anyway, he kind of grows up. Freddy Krueger to become mm. this horrendous child molesterer and killer. Mm. And according to, you know, there's a few places I've looked in, in different areas where he did actually have a wife that, um, and her name, Loretta Krueger. And he had a daughter with that wife. Oh. And apparently the wife caught Freddy Krueger. Well, he had like a dungeon, a boiler room that he kept all his horrible, like knived gloves. Oh yeah. yeah. And, um, apparently a bit of memorabilia from his various crimes. Yeah. I mean, it's dark. It's a really horrible horror film. Um, and he kind of snapped and killed her in front of their daughter. Yeah. 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 So fun way to kick us off. And, um, the daughter promised never to say anything and mm. then did tell the authorities, I believe. And this is where it all kind of goes wrong for Freddy is where, well, oh, you could say right for Freddy. He was arrested, but apparently due to a, uh, a mistake on the warrant form or something like that, he effectively got off on the technicality. No, oh, right. And so you could show all of that. Mm. And then basically, finally, basically, the uh, the community parents take the law into their own hands and they effectively burn him alive. Hence why he looks like his face has got all his skin melting off, that kind of thing. And then you can kind of, after that, go almost straight into Nightmare on Elm Street, the, uh, the film itself, showing that he is now after those parents' kids in their dreams. God, I mean, if only they hadn't made Mum and Mia Here We Go Again, you could have had a very different, <laughs> gone with that very one. different first choice. Yeah, but you see what I mean, though, about being a pretty good dark horror film. Yeah. It would work. And it it is... would be absolutely horrendous. Yeah. I mean, it may grim. be more of a thriller than a horror because it's so dark that I don't think they dare make it a proper <sighs> horror because it's You're too much of a. Thriller. <laughs> I just, I, I just feel like it wouldn't be a typical kind of this person's a monster horror, more of a real, more of a realistic gritty kind of. Well, because yeah, because he wasn't a monster at that stage. He like wasn't a, a supernatural monster. No, but what I mean is, is even in the in the Nightmare on Elm Street films, and yes, he is a monster. There's a lot of kind of camp theatrical theatrics mm. coming from the film. Where I feel like the film that I've just <clears throat> told to you, there is no space for any of that. Everything, no. everything is dead serious. Everything has a kind of grime on the camera and a grit to it, and it's yes, yeah, to be taken very, very seriously as a film. I think it would work really well, though. I think I think that is a a horror film that I think would shock a lot of people, but I think would be uh, good but horrible, which a horror film should be really. And his his glove that he wears as yes. pretty, as as in Nightmare on Elm Street, that's, that is what he killed people with, wasn't it? Yeah, I believe so. I think he had various in types of gloves, but yeah, back yeah. in the day, that's what he originally used. <sighs> Blimey. Yeah. That's yeah. a bit of a down, isn't it? Well, you start, start, start at the bottom and keep building up, so, so, to speak. Um, so it's on you to pick something with a bit more joy. Yeah, I mean, One I... Of my I, films actually are a bit... I had a little... the darkest. I was going through them and struggling. Well, not struggling, but I thought of, oh, The Exorcist. Okay, they did a prequel to that. The Bible counts as crap. Predator, yeah. they did Prey quite recently. It was good. 
Then I thought Terminator. Well, they can't. Terminator Three was. I think yeah. Terminator really needs a prequel because. And it there was, was Salvation as well. So it's um. Not it's really actually hard to do a Terminator prequel because they mess around with time so much that you don't yeah. know what is a prequel and what you're actually watching. So yeah, but yeah, they did Terminator Salvation. You remember that one with Christian Bale? Yep. I mean, you yep. could argue that's the future, but also the past. But then, yeah, it all gets yeah, a bit weird. Paradox. And because then I started thinking of some of my favourite films, and like Robocop came up, I thought, no, that I mean, that can't be a prequel. Cause no, it's just a bloke. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's just a cop. guy, guy, just guy cop. training to be a police officer. Yeah, it's just cop. Because the problem with a prequel, by its definition, is there's not a huge amount of jeopardy involved because you know you know what's coming broadly who's going to live and who's going to survive. Well, I've no, who's going to live and who's going to die? I've certainly thought of quite a few films. Mm. Always well. Dot, dot them around. I've got to give shout out to Ron and Meto for uh, kind of brainstorming with me a, a few ideas. But I tell you one that I didn't pick as any of mine, but I think would work very well was Kill Bill. Yeah, that's almost completely yeah. written already, isn't it? The whole yeah. uh, story of the um, of the bride. Yeah, well, a little bit like Pulp Fiction as well. There's a lot of backstory in that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could. I think Pulp Fiction would work really well in terms of you have all the same characters mm. and just do it in the same way with all their backstories. Yeah, because yeah. they, they've all got what should be quite interesting backstories. Bruce Willis's yeah. character, the a boxer. Butch, mm. boxer, like a bit of a dodgy boxer by all accounts. Mm. Um, the um, the John Travolta character coming back from Holland. Mm. Like what was he doing over there? Yeah, you know, Samuel L. Jackson obviously be just being a pretty cool gangster. Um, I think that would work quite well. Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs, yeah. to be honest. But hopefully, never showing what's in the briefcase. No, That's well, the, the briefcase thing. has got nothing Toilet. to do with any of them. Maybe, uh, obviously, if you did a backstory to Wallace, but that's it. Yeah, um, doing the foot massage, showing him doing the foot massage that he chucked Simone Joe out the window. Yeah, well, I mean, it's fair enough. It's the uh, same ballpark as. Licking the holiest of holes. Yep, he's uh, the, the what they foot, say, but master. Uh, <laughs> and he says it just as cool as yeah, that. Yeah, as well. he he don't be tickling or nothing. <laughs> no, and I think I think he sounded just like I do. Uh, yes, I'm the foot master. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's so, you and Samuel L. Yeah, we have very confused. similar voices. Yeah. So um, I went with none of those. I went with well, funnily enough, your um, Nightmare on Elm Street one about a child molester and murderer. I've got not quite as strong as that, but probably not a million miles off Labyrinth. Ah. So a child snatcher. Um, <laughs> so, of course, uh, starring David Bowie. Originally, uh, was going to be Michael Jackson. Oh, is that um, right? In, in the role of Jareth, the Goblin King, which could oh, have been dear. a bit problematic. Um, but he's dead now, so we can say what we want. Um, but probably best that they didn't choose him. Yes. Um, so there have been a few, couple of prequel stories written about the character. So Jareth was a Goblin King. So for any anyone who hasn't seen Labyrinth, and I'm sure everyone has seen Labyrinth, highly girl... highly recommend it. It's very weird, isn't it? It's very weird. <laughs> how much but... it holds up? Oh, it does. The a... songs are, the songs are great. They had to hire a proper glass juggler. Yeah, for the like. If you watch bit. his scenes, you can see that the hand isn't doesn't hand. quite match up yeah, yeah. It's a bit weird so there's a girl called sarah and she's babysitting her little brother she hates her little brother her parents go out and she basically says oh, i wish you'd get taken away or something like that and basically the little brother disappears she has to then she basically gets taken into this big like fantastical world in a lap of a labyrinth and she needs to get to the center of the labyrinth in a certain amount of time where the baby's being looked after by the Goblin King, which is David Bowie. Um, and if she can get to the middle of the labyrinth, she'll get her little brother back. And her quest is to get there. She's got all these little helpers on the way, but there's loads of goblins trying to sabotage it. And it's, it's very good, very entertaining. Some good songs as well. Uh, and spoiler alert, she gets her brother back at the end. Now, the stories before the labyrinth obviously don't revolve around Sarah, like a teenage girl in like... School, rural America school, yeah, that'd be a little bit boring. So it's all about Jareth. Now, two of the ideas. So one, 
the theory is that he reluctantly inherited his position as a goblin king. He didn't want to be the goblin king, but he takes on the role very well. Um, one of them was that, now bear with me here, he was kidnapped as a baby. Um, he was born in Venice. So this is David Bowie's character in uh, the 1790s and was stolen by someone called the Owl King. Because uh, okay. he t- and he turns into an owl at some point, and the story is that, yeah, that that's what happens. He became the Goblin King when I think the Owl King died, but he didn't want to be. But by by default, he became that position. He didn't really want to do it. The other one, the other story, is that he's actually been Goblin King for thirteen hundred years, Oof. so long old time. Uh, but actually, so you so the prequel would be the whole build up well, maybe not 1,300 years, but show how he became Goblin King at the beginning. But actually, that ties nicely into the story as it is now, and a sequel, because in this version of it, he actually abdicates his throne. And you know who he makes the new ruler? The girl? No. The boy? Yes. So Toby becomes Goblin King. And has to live in the labyrinth labyrinth, Like Hoggle and... Pluto. Yeah, I, mean, I can't remember the names of the characters, I have to admit. <laughs> what? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't Hoggle, remember. Hoggle was like the... Hello, Sarah. The little main Same. friend. The main friend. I, I mean, I've seen Labyrinth a few times. and It's not that long ago that I saw it again, but I don't, I don't remember it that well. The main thing I do remember is him juggling the glass balls. Mm. I mean, it's very good the way he Juggles, juggles the balls. And the songs, come on, the songs are amazing. I couldn't name you one, if I'm honest. Dance, Magic Dance? No, you can, you can name them all day. Oh, I might recognise them if I hear them, but no. Yeah. I'm afraid. So, to me, that I mean, that's an absolute... Because there's quite a few avenues, it sounds like they could go down. Mm. It was... The problem is, if they made it, they'd probably do CGI on all the... Goblin yeah, because it was all done by um, it's Jim Henson. Jim Henson, the Muppets, yeah. uh, famously the Muppets. I've got a feeling that may have been Jim Henson's last ever. I think film. you might be right. Yeah, yeah I think I, you might be right. I feel like it, it was the last thing he ever did. Um, yeah, there's there is some. Yeah, I mean something like Labyrinth can't really be remade in today's world. I but think it could. Same, you think? Oh. Remade? Well, as in, not prequel, you just mean remade? <sighs> remade. A prequel actually might work better than remaking, because then you can change things a bit. Because well, I just think if it's not Muppets, it's going to, it's quite frankly, it's going to look too good. It would lose some of the the magic, I think. Yeah. That's I don't want to sound I'd... like a, a wanker, but I think it would. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm like, with you there. Like when we, I think we've spoken before about when they remade the Lion King mm. and it obviously looked incredible. Yeah. Looked absolutely amazing, but animals naturally don't show emotion. And no. in the cartoon they did in this, they don't, they just like well, they little animals. Simba is well, that's the happy, funny but... thing. I mean, I, I haven't seen that remake, but it's just a different, it's not like they remade Aladdin and you've got real people. Mm. All they did was remake The Lion King using a different type of animation. Because it's still just animation. Yeah. Not real. Oh, yeah, yeah. Real lions or anything. Yeah. I mean, they look real. I mean, it's incredible. No, I'm sure. But I'm sure. You're right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Completely loses all its uh, cuteness. And when I saw that um, Sebastian the Crab in the Little Mermaid remake. This is a big be- big bugbear of yours, isn't it? Well, it's just like crabs aren't the friendliest, funniest looking things mm. and i used to really like sebastian and so i mm. just <laughs> i don't want to see an actual crab singing i want to see one that can smile and i can see their expression mm. it's still I got a funny voice it. though <laughs> well that again i haven't seen it i just wasn't happy with sebastian no you should see it though well maybe one day i just all these remakes by disney i'm just not very interested in they're well i have to say they're not most of them aren't great yeah, because they lack that kind of soul and that the original cartoons did. Yeah, I mean, Pinocchio was terrible. With Tom Hanks, no less. Yeah, 
They made a oh, couple of Pinocchios in the same year. I mean, I'm they guessing did a Netflix the, one that was really good. Yeah, I mean, I'm guessing the rights kind of died the same year or something, and it's like, okay, we can do what we want. Well, yeah. Speaking of which, there's that um, the Steamboat Willie, you know, uh, Mickey Mouse. Oh yeah, and the the copyright for that's gone. Yeah, so apparently, loads of people on the internet, for want of a better way of putting it, have started making like horror films and like naughty films and games. yeah, yeah. Featuring that Mickey Mouse because they can get away with it. Yeah, I think that's why they change Mickey Mouse more often than you realise. So uh, that uh, right. they, keep, they can renew. I'm not quite sure. I don't really know the ins and outs of these things, but I think that's what happens now. Yeah, I think they kept getting away with it. And it was like called the Mickey Mouse Law or something, like colloquially called the Mickey oh, really? Mouse Law because Disney kept getting away with it. But then this one has run out. Yeah, that that one absolutely has. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you're going to see a lot of t-shirts and things like that. We we should put him on our little thumbnail, like Mickey Mouse saying, I love 2G1C. Yeah, that's true. They can, can't they can take it, it away. Yeah, Let's mean, just make sure we get the right picture, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to, be, to be fair, if we have Disney people listening, we're in a good place. That's true. <laughs> but not their lawyers. They, no, I think they've got deeper pockets than we have. Wow, I don't know. Sometimes it's an advantage to be have nothing in your pocket. <laughs> the small guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So anyway, so so that's your so labyrinth. Yeah. The kind of or, origin story of the Goblin King. Mm, mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that would work. I'd certainly want to check that out. So, moving on to the next film that I've got here, still kind of dark to be perfectly honest, but nothing compared to what I just read. Um, it's The Matrix, so the film mm. from 1999 by the Wachowski Now Sisters um, that directed that that film or those films. Now, it, it does kind of go into it a bit in the film itself mm. um, about what happened, but you can actually, uh, they've made a cartoon of it, which I think is called The Second Renaissance, something like that. I think you can actually get it on YouTube. But if, essentially... I'd be making a film of that. So what are the so what it would be is humans made robots, robots fulfilled all their their whims and their needs. And they were getting smarter and smarter. And so all of this can be kind of filmed and kind of fairly on early on, almost a bit like the beginnings of iRobot, if you will. Mm. Where effectively there was one robot that was due to be uh, decommissioned by a family. Like they were, mm. you know, getting a new robot that was better. And it was uh, B166ER for the people that care mm. about that kind of thing. And basically they wanted to um, turn him off, effectively kill him. And he didn't want to die. So he ended up murdering. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. I bring everything down to murder. But he, they end up uh, murdering his family and apparently several dogs. I'm not quite sure why. Yeah. And so he was on trial uh, for murder. And so the argument was effectively the family has a right to turn off and buy new product because it's just a product. And then I guess you could say the more liberal left leaning of the world were like, no, he's got feelings. He's a, he was not a human being, but what's the difference between him and a human being if they have feelings uh eventually was sentenced to death but there was a bit of an uprising and so all the uh, robots uh, got kind of mass genocided and the it. ones that survived created a um a city called zero one and it was a very, very well-run city, very efficient. And they were coming out with a lot of, I think, new artificial intelligence and better things that were they were selling to the human beings. And then the humans started to get a bit angry because apparently their currency was dying because it's all coming from O1, everything's from there. And the O1 city was starting to really start to thrive. So they started an embargo and wouldn't let O1 trade, which essentially started the war. So the robots versus the humans. Blimey. So, That's yes. so it's a pretty pretty hardcore getting in there. And so it's kind of cutting a long story short, which I, I feel like I've gone too long anyway. But the humans basically wanted to get rid of the robots, obviously. And the only way they could think of how was by destroying their main power source. Mm -hmm. And that was effectively by blacking out the sun. 
and so they blacked out the sun using some sort of technology mm. you just have to accept it's, it's available which obviously caused quite a problem on earth in terms of humans living as well so the a lot of them then a lot of those people perished but then you kind of get to the film the matrix where what they have done is created a simulation world where they've worked out they can use human beings as batteries but mm. they need to keep the mind alive so they created this kind of virtual reality or i guess it would be nano bots in the head that mm. kind of keeps them going and again without getting too deep into things like the first original matrix didn't work because everything was too good and humans don't work that way and you kind of go through the different stages of how they got to the final matrix and then bam you're in the matrix because in the it's in the second one isn't it where they reveal that there's more than there's been more than one matrix isn't it yeah i mean when it has that incredibly complicated well this is my whole problem with the other two films i thought the matrix the original was uh, incredible like i think it's a fantastic film Mm. and the other two was an example of giving someone too much money and too much freedom have you seen the fourth I started it, I got about half an hour in and I turned it off. No, I haven't even bothered. I just thought it was boring. It was really, really boring. Yeah. But I think this prequel would work very well. Yeah, it's quite, it's, it's a little bit sort of Terminator-ish, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's very, it's very similar to Terminator. In fact, some people do actually say it's the same uh, same, same world. Universe. Yeah, same universe. No, but it's... yeah, it is very Termina- Terminator-y. But I think people, I think that there's money in it. Hmm. I think it would be a very interesting uh, story to tell. But again, the problem is, you know how it ends. So you're going to have, in that version, you're going to have that family, you're going to have a hero who's trying to stop it all from happening. But ultimately, they won't be successful. Well, it's true. But I think that's what makes it quite interesting is the fact that you know it's not all going to work but mm. it moves on nicely to the matrix itself. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of looking I mean, at the bigger picture, I yeah. mean, I don't know if you remember when the matrix were certainly two and three, when they came out, they turned it into like a multimedia thing. So you had computer games that had particular parts for the film, but mm. weren't in the film. They were only in the game. Oh, really? So they were trying to get you to do all kinds of things to kind of, just get involved in the matrix universe so mm. i think a prequel would have worked very well but yeah if yeah. you type into youtube something like the second renaissance yeah it's basically what i just explained <clears> in about <throat> 10 or 15 minutes and if you like the matrix i think you'd thoroughly enjoy that mm. oh i mean i was a big fan of the matrix love the phone the head of the... yeah yeah the phone and the leather jacket because i remember someone i remember someone at uni buying the phone it was like 250 quid and the leather jacket which looks cool <clears throat> But Not in anymore. reality, if you walked out wearing that, you'd look like uh, you'd look like a bit of a goth, I suppose. Yeah, you don't really get those people anymore, do you? Not as much. No, more as a pity. Didn't you have someone at uni who used to dress like a vampire or something? Oh, the, um, Dracus, I think I called him. <laughs> Dracus. It wasn't. What, a... Did you call him that? Or was that his name? No, that's what I called him. He wasn't like a friend. I used to go to like a rock club. Mm. on a, I think it was a Friday night up in Leeds and um, he was a guy that was so clearly older than everyone else so it's a student night so generally yeah. people like ages from 18 to like 24 or something like that a few older yeah. but he was probably in his thinking about it's probably mid-30s but I certainly thought mid-40s but then you know you have that childlike eye but mm. just to describe what he looked like he had little circular glasses not too unlike what um, oh Gary Oldman uh, No, um, from The Matrix. Oh, Morpheus. Morpheus. Well, this, mm. so a little bit like that, perfectly circular um, glasses, a top hat, um, a frilly, like, vampire. <laughs> like a, how... a ruff. It's a ruff. Is that what it's called? A ruff. It's like a, fr- like a frilly shirt that kind of... Oh, comes... a frilly shirt. No, I think you meant like the, like the Elizabethans one. I'm miming it in my hands. Around their neck, but no, it's just like an like Elizabethan, a, kind of like Elis- yeah, Elizabethan kind of um, f- fluffy kind of white shirt. He had he was it was kind of like a suit that he was wearing, and he also had a cane. And as oh, far right. as I was concerned, looked like Dracula. 
so I called him Jacques. <laughs> Never spoke to him, and apparently he was a bit pervy around girls. So that oh, really, hugely surprised me. Wanted to suck their blood, I'm guessing. Yeah, and amongst other things, I'm sure. Um, so I didn't talk to hmm. Dracus, just merely from a distance, because he was such a character. <laughs> was he? That's tall? like four years tall. of seeing him, and never speaking to the guy. And you never spoke to him. Was he? No. Was he a hit with the ladies? I just, I never really saw him spoke speak to anyone. He was just like standing around. It was weird. Oh, he didn't like like have a gaggle of mates with him. He was just on no, his own. not really. I don't remember him. <laughs> I might be misremembering the whole thing, but um, that's certainly my impression. Well, Jacuz, if you're uh, Jacuz, if you're out there, hit us yeah. up at yeah. TG One C Pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By all means, let us know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I do do remember the guy. So your uh, your second film. My second film is, well, again, a bit more light-hearted than yours. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's not intentional. But still, like a little, little monster-based, actually. Um, so it's Gremlins. Oh, that's a great film. Uh, absolute classic. And uh, another 80s. Uh, actually, have we gone for only 80s films here? Um, or was, on, no, was The Matrix. Oh, The Matrix, sorry. No, no, no. So no. I couldn't even remember what it was. My memory's going. Bloody hell. Yeah. Um, so, Gremlin, so there is a whole big old backstory here. Now, before I referenced Rogue One uh, in the context of closing that little loophole from Star Wars about the, the hole in the Death Star. Now, one of the big reasons I personally think they should redo Gremlins, uh, sorry, do a prequel to Gremlins, is to somehow close the loophole around Feeding Them After Midnight. Yeah. Because yeah, that, it's, it's a bit of a strange... That's the big thing. Because it's always um, it's always midnight somewhere. It's always midnight somewhere. And and when does midnight end? So you feed them after midnight. But obviously, what, yeah, what like does that actually mean? 12 like in midnight? the afternoon is after midnight. Yeah. And, and the next midnight is after midnight. Mm. Now, there was something I looked up and I can't find it. I'm just trying to, I'm live researching here. Um, but there was something where in they someone did try and get around it by saying it's actually to do with when the moon rises as opposed to, I mean, it sounds like bullshit. I mean, I'm talking about gremlins. Yeah, it's, not gremlins. it's not real. So, so no. Um, and, oh, actually I'll come back to, there's a, so what actually, so I'm going to go on a bit of a, uh, I'm going to digress a little bit here. What are the three rules of gremlins? So don't feed them after midnight. Yeah. Don't get them wet. Mm-hmm. And they don't like bright lights. Correct. Did you know there's actually uh, a fourth rule? Oh, what's the fourth rule? <laughs> is it's not a puppet. That's not where you put your hand. <laughs> is that um, unless a mogwai are wounded or hurt, they will live forever. Okay. So, <laughs> if you want to live forever, I'm not sure how this is a rule, but anyway, if you want to live forever, you eat a mogwai whole. And you hold it forever, whole like eat a mogwai, the whole yeah, but, thing. Yeah, but you don't eat it whole. You you can have more than one bite. Yeah, I don't think it means swallow it, but I think yeah. it means like don't don't have half of it and leave the rest for later for like leftovers the next day. Eat the whole thing. So imagine, but I mean, I don't hate dicks. Imagine Gizmo, and you're chopping him in half to eat him. Anyway, so if you eat, so the fourth rule is if We've you really wanna, gone quite dark. This yeah, if you want to live forever, and also my dog looks like Gizmo, so it's even it really hits the nerve. Um, if you want to live forever, you eat a mogwai whole. However, that's a furry mogwai, which sounds like a euphemism. Um, how if you eat a gremlin, mm. um, you'll be sick and you'll throw up. Apparently. Oh. I thought I thought it'd be a bit more sinister. Yeah, I thought it'd be a bit more. Sinister. Yeah, I thought it'd be a bit dark than that. But no, you'd just be a bit unwell. I mean, to be honest, if I ate a mogwai, I think I'd probably be a bit sick. No, I mean, I think with the relevant seasoning. No, no bullshit. If right, if you were on Celebrity Get Me Out of Here, and you were told, right, here's a, here's a live wombat. Just, it doesn't have. Here's to, a live wombat. You don't have to eat it live. Well, you're gonna have to kill it, aren't you? Yeah. Right. So, all right. Here, okay. So here's a wombat. Yeah. You need to now kill it and eat it. <laughs> yeah. You, you well, I mean, I'm not saying I could. I'm saying, I mean, I, if you gave me a chicken, I probably couldn't kill it and eat it. But I eat chicken. 
yeah but, part, yeah but part of this whole thing is that you have to you'd i assume anyway you'd have to i can't think what restaurant you're gonna go to you'd have to kill the mogwai yourself well so i mean that's, that's a different discussion i don't think it's part of it if someone of course it is if someone else killed the the thing and then cooked it brilliantly and served it to you that would count yeah, that's it? that's it Why would count? well it doesn't say it wouldn't but i'm not sure I'm not doing that for you. I'm not gonna. No, but if someone did, I yeah, mean, look. The fact be... is, is, your example is I'm not a good person to ask these questions because if I was on, I'm a celebrity or another show like that, and they asked me to eat an olive, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so disgusted. <laughs> I'd sooner kill all my campmates than eat an olive. Um, no, I'm with you on that one. They're disgusting. Um, <laughs> but with a mogwai, no, I mean, you've got to eat the whole thing. So it's not just like if you have chicken. It's like a turkey. You just stick it in. No, but I'm assuming, and maybe I'm reading too much into this, and I probably am because it's not real. I'm assuming you've got to eat the whole thing. Like you've got to smash up the bones and eat the bones. And I don't, oh, think, it's just, I don't think it's just, oh, I'll have some mogwai breast or I have a mogwai leg. I think you've got to have the whole thing, the brains, you eat eyeballs. the bones and everything. Yeah. It does say whole. Well, then you'd have to liquidate it. Yeah. I can't think of any other way. I mean, I don't think it would be pleasant. And again, like, I don't eat much. Mogwai. (laughs) Yeah. Mogwai, tartar sauce, or mayonnaise. But, yeah, I probably wouldn't. But I think there'll be some people that'll be well up for that. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, it gives you immortality, doesn't it? That's the... Well, I mean, do you want that? Hmm. I mean, this is yeah. for another. I mean, oh. maybe we should review more immortality. Review, okay, that is it. Well, if it comes out the cup, it comes out the cup. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's a... um, hopefully that's in the cup. My instinct isn't to want to live forever. Put it that way. No, but what happens? Because if okay, I don't go down the route of if you live forever. What happens when like the sun reaches the earth? Do you just float in space? After yeah, that? I mean, in theory, yeah. I guess you have to. Yeah. Oh, we'll come back to that. Um... So gremlins, gremlins. gremlins yeah. um, so Gizmo's immortal, and that's that fourth rule. So the first thing they'd need to address is obviously closing that loophole about feeding after midnight. Yeah. They kind I of think it's very about it easy to one. get rid of, and you just say you can't feed it after dark, and then when it gets to light, you can feed it. No, no, no but they, the whole midnight thing, you can't because they would have, I'm saying this without thinking about if it's in the film or not, in the film, they might have fed it at 11 at night. It's no, fine. it's true. It's true. I'm saying that's the only way I can think of, of getting rid of that stupid loophole. Yeah. But it's anyway, so they close that. Life. Some cleverer people than us close that. I think the, the sun, right, the moon rising at its highest point. Is that its highest point? No, it can't be. That's just, I mean, the sun's at its highest point at noon. I don't know if there's anything about the moon, but probably not. But talking shit. But... Well, let us know at 2G1C pod. 2G1C pod. Um, so... History of gremlins. So the Mogwai, apparently, apparently, what am I talking about? It's a story. So in this story, the Mogwai were created in ancient China by two brothers and sister gods, and I'm saying apparently, um, <laughs> called Fuxi and nu- Nua. I think that's, I can't read my own handwriting. So Fuxi thought, they, thought that they would be bad, and Nua thought they would be good. Nua gave the Mogwai to the uh, the people of uh, a town or city called Fengdong because they thought they'd be good. Um, now, the people, they loved the Mogwai. So what they did was they reproduced the Mogwai by getting them wet. Um, and that obviously became, <laughs> they realised... got them very excited, did they? <laughs> <laughs> so um, there were suddenly loads of loads of mogwais uh basically and a lot of them obviously became became gremlins um so because of this they hid the mogwai away in the valley of jade um until 1920 when gizmo so he's quite an old chap got separated from his tribe there was like an attack on the valley and we got oh, separated. That tribe looked like the cutest thing ever. Yeah, <laughs> the like tribe of Can you imagine having a pet 
Ewok. Just that Ewok, bloody hell. Uh, my God, it'd be amazing. Um, and then, long story short, from there, he ended up with Mr. Wing in that, that shop. Yeah. And then got bought. I mean, Mr. Wing, I think, to... mistreated him, if I'm honest. Didn't... Kept him in a little cage, yeah. singing. Singing yeah. for his, his benefit. I completely agree. Yeah. He was better with Billy. Uh, yeah, Billy, Billy treated him well. Billy did treat him well, apart from getting him wet <laughs> and uh, feeding him after midnight. Oh, no, he didn't feed him after midnight. No, he was he tricked. gave him access. To, yeah. Um, so the whole, I mean, the whole Gremlins backstory would go back to that ancient China and their creation by Fuxi and Nua. Well, I think it's similar to Labyrinth. It would be hard to make another... Like, if they use, like, clever 3D, it's going to lose something, isn't it? Oh, it would It would need to be... The it, puppet. It would need to be puppets, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think they would have to stick to the puppet. But I think I think it's got legs, that prequel. I think yeah. it's a hard one, but... Uh, only little legs. <laughs> it could probably work as a cartoon. <clears throat> I actually think there has been a cartoon. Oh, really? Of, of sorts, yeah. But a film would be... It'd just be great with... Puppet. I mean, it has to be puppet. CGI would be crap. Yeah. Um, well, again, it would lose its heart. It would lose its magic. I mean, oh, I'd love a pet. My boy. Anyway. Um, yeah, so I think that's that's ripe. It's probably ripe for a re... The original Gremlins is probably ripe for a remake, actually. I would yeah. say. I'm surprised they haven't. Yeah, it's true. I mean, they made Gremlins 2, which <clears> was a very new, different new batch. film. The but quite electric. fun. Yeah, it's Hulk Hogan in it. And the seductress gremlin. Yes, yes, that was. And the uh, the, the evil British man. Obviously, remember him? He had glasses, of course. Yeah, probably smoked. He was well. funny. I think he was having a cigar. I think he was uh, a cigar smoker. Scum. If I remember correctly, cigar and whiskey. Mm. But um, yeah, so my next one is so this is the one where we don't know uh, what the other person has mm. picked. So back into the eighties. In fact, this is my earliest film, 1982. It's a Ridley Scott film, and it's from a book that's called Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Ah, yes. And it is Blade Runner. Mm. Personal little favourite film of mine. One of them, because I don't like to pick favourites. But it is an an excellent film. If you haven't seen it, I hugely recommend Blade Runner if you like sci-fi. But essentially, uh, what the film is about is you have these um, robots that are called replicas that look exactly like human beings, but they're not, they're robots. And the main character, which is Harrison Ford, his entire job is trying to basically work out who is and who isn't an android. And if they are an android, he kills them because um, robots are deemed dangerous and illegal for being on Earth. So that's kind of the story of uh, Blade Runner very, very quickly without going into too much depth. And I haven't, so I haven't seen Blade Runner for a long, long time. When mm. I did see it, I think I've only seen it once. I wasn't the biggest fan. And isn't the assumption or the twist that I expected to come, and do correct me if I'm wrong, that doesn't come, is that he was a replicant himself. Well, there's a lot of theories of you're not sure if he is or if he isn't or the other woman is or if the other woman isn't. That kind of thing. You just don't I, really get it answered. Because I assume, I kept thinking, well, that's going to be the twist. That's the twist. Is that he? You is also what? have to watch the correct version. I think it's the director's cut. Is the because there's quite a few versions out there. Yeah, yeah. But it's a. I, I think it's an excellent film. Anyway, but anyway, it follows this. Um, the basically the main bad guy is someone called Roy Batty. <laughs> you wouldn't expect uh, for no. a name of, no, of a bad not, guy, no. but effectively, what the story of this guy is. So this is what kind of leads him to being on Earth, and hence the Blade Runner film is basically he was um, he was a special kind of robot that was incredibly intelligent, incredibly strong, due to be. Um, resist most temperatures so i think it would could resist up to 1200 degrees fahrenheit and up to minus 800 whilst performing deep space probes so uh yeah so basically made to do kind of work that humans physically can't 
and so a little bit like the matrix they're kind of learning about themselves and there was a bit of a rebellion and they hijacked a ship and killed all the human beings and wanted to get back to earth because they found out that all these replicants as a kind of safety measure have a kind of self-destruct so they all die after about four or five years something mm-hmm. like that and so they what they wanted to do is come to earth and meet their um the maker to mm-hmm. try and extend their life now that's effectively what the prequel would be would be the idea of kind of the creation of this uh roy batty kind of watching him do his kind of general nine to five work but watching mm. him become more intelligent and more self-aware and kind of he started to get quite a love for being alive or the mm. humanity of being alive and then you you'd actually so this is all talked about in blade runner but you'd actually see what happened when they hijacked the ship and smuggled themselves across into earth to try and well to try and meet their maker quite literally and i think that would make for a pretty pretty well made um prequel again bit bit again quite dark but not not crazy dark not too bad mm. i would mm. say but i do recommend you should watch blade runner again it's a it's a hefty film and it's it's slow in pace but i just think it's brilliant and is that so in your prequel is that Harris, is harrison ford's character in it no, he wouldn't be in it at all. Oh, right. He, but his job is to find these replicants that have come to Earth. Mm. And so the prequel would be kind of, I suppose I would end the prequel of them getting into Earth. Oh, I see. Um, because then they have to all kind of get normal jobs and kind of blend in and try and find who the maker is and where they, where they, where the maker lives. But no, Harrison Ford's character really wouldn't be in this film like at all. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I think that would work quite nicely. Unfortunately, because so much time has hmm. passed, I don't see that you could get a better actor to play uh, Roy Batty. Although I forget the name of the uh, the actor that played him, but he's he's he does the role. So, hey, was that Rutger Hauer? I mean, that sounds right. Well, in um. In the original Blade Runner. <clears throat> yes, says, you know, you're right. Rutger Hauer. He died a few years ago, I think, didn't he? Oh, did he die? I'm sure he did. I didn't think he did. Oh, I just <laughs> tried to put it into INDB. I put Blade Hauer. I sort of mixed up the two things. Um, yeah, I'm sure he died. Oh. Because well, um, they well, did a sequel, didn't they? Blade Runner 2049. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of that at all. Like, no, well, I, I wasn't, but that's probably because I, I need to revisit the first one. You should absolutely revisit it. <clears throat> if you ever want to come over and watch it, I'd be happy to yeah, watch it again. Um, yeah, Rutger Howard died in 2019. Oh, well, your work lives on, sir. Big big fan of it. Yeah. Big fan yeah. of it. So, um, so what's your number three? So my number three, I jumped about um, a little bit. So I had had a bit of a list and actually there were a couple. So looking, you know, going behind the curtain here, mm. um, you sent out a list to, to both of us. Cause I, at one point I was struggling, but I did have a few of the ones that you put on there. Um, so Jumanji. Yeah. Um, I think Jumanji would have worked quite well. Jumanji that's, would have worked well. That's kind of the origins of the board itself. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Anything about Jumanji, the actual, yeah game and like, um you could do what you wanted with that as well it's like it was created from the depths of hell or... yeah but then i quite like the idea that actually it's never explained no it's true but again if you you know for for prequel's sake yeah. i think it would work quite nicely um american werewolf in london as well was one that i toyed with because i love that film. i actually watched it again recently it's, oh, it's just oh, it's a brilliant film absolutely brilliant one of um rick mail's first ever films indeed yeah. indeed um yeah, lovely part in the pub. Yeah, just pub, pub number number person. two. <laughs> but, yeah, generic pub person. But it's definitely him. Um, it is. Uh, but the one I went for was a bit, maybe a bit left field, hmm. uh, and it's Independence Day. Independence Day. I toyed with ET as well because I like the idea. Yeah, I, I of, thought of ET, like because I like being the, on the planet. Yeah, because maybe we can do the same for sequels actually at some point. But hmm. I like the idea of 
what, what's made them go, what's made them do it yeah what's made so with independence day one of the things they reference in the original film we'll forget the shitty sequel but in the original film they reference them being like locusts and they go from world yeah. to world and like stripping it of everything and they move on to the next one so i like the personally i like the idea of showing these aliens doing their worst yeah and i don't know quite how it would work with dialogue but let's ignore that for now um going from world to world and absolutely destroying it so it's a great chance to like make up these weird and fantastical planets now there was actually a prequel novel written oh, yeah. called independence day silent zone and this was about um dr brackish dr brackish oaken you know who that is is that um oh, you're all learning that my mind is slowly <laughs> melting away. Um, oh, I've completely forgotten. Yeah, it's uh, it was data from the next generation, so Brent Spiner. So from the original uh, Independence State, it's the Doctor in Area Fifty One who's a little bit weird, and then gets captured by one of the killed, kind of talks by one of the aliens. Him. Yeah, and spoiler alert, he doesn't actually die because he's in the sequel. He's actually just been in a coma. Um, but it's about him in the 1960s and 70s, I think, like, looking at the alien technology that mm. they found. Um, so there's two ways. One is you show one possibility. And this is just me living out my prequel fantasy rather than the other ones where we've gone from, like, canon, as it were. This is two two parts. One is showing these aliens what's driven them to actually attack Earth. They've done it in all these other planets, etc. The other one is actually going back to Roswell, uh, in whatever year it was, I forget now. Because part of Independence Day is they say, oh, no, 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 we've actually had this technology for years because we captured one of their ships in Roswell, blah, blah, blah. So it's going back to there and yeah. actually showing what the Ros... You could call it Independence Day Roswell. And it's about showing the whole Roswell incident. Oh, I love it. Showing the whole Roswell incident. You know, it wasn't a weather balloon. It was this this, this alien ship, etc. They were, you know, originally they were going to have invaded... Back in, I think it was in the 40s. Back in the 40s, they didn't. They saved up to the 90s. Um, or you just show loads of aliens killing other aliens on different planets, making their way to Earth. Either way, yeah, I think works, it I works think. as a prequel. I mean, in, in terms of the list that we had, there's, yeah, there's a few on there I think would have worked quite well. Kill Bill, I think that. Which you mentioned. Yeah, I struggled with you put Roadhouse on there. I struggled with Roadhouse. Well, it's the road Roadhouse. Roadhouse. The, um, Who's the main character in Patrick it? Swayze? Patrick Swayze. You know mm. they are making a new Roadhouse. Yeah. Or no, it's made. They've made it. It's, it's coming out soon. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. It's just basically the kind of why is he such an ass kicker and why is he so tough and mm. he also like didn't he lose loads of jobs bouncing because he killed people with roundhouse kicks? Yeah. So you can yeah. lots of roundhouse kicks you could have. Ba is that what they call it? Is that the verb bouncing? Yeah, to bouncering. Bounce. No, bouncering. Yeah. Must be bouncering. Bouncering. What are you Being gonna do? Bouncer. I'm gonna bounce. <laughs> yeah. I don't, bounce. I don't really know. Oh. Well it's one yeah. one to one for the fact check. Yeah. But Leon was another one. I thought Leon finding out why he was such an extremely good hit hitman. <sighs> but then what turned him into this hitman. But then I guess it's a bit like Jumanji. Isn't part of the mystique just not knowing? Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly can be, but I still think it, with the right writing and the right director, it could be a hell of a film. I also thought Goodfellas, but the Pooley story. The Pooley story? Yeah, so how hmm. did Pooley become the boss? I mean, the fact is, I think Pooley, like Goodfellas, is based on real people. Yeah. So there probably is a book written or, you know, there is like knowledge of how Pooley came about. Yeah, and I'm just I'm a sucker for gangster films, and I feel like there hasn't been a good gangster film for so many years that that I think would work quite well. <sighs> Probably the depart is the last good gangster film, The Departed. Uh, American Gangster, I think, might have been a bit after that. Which it's not excellent. It's not a classic, though, is it? I'd put it up there. It's not up there. It's not quite like good. I mean, it's not a Scorsese classic. And it's not The Godfather, but I would put it on there with Donnie Brasco. But if um, if if top five gangster films came out of our cup, I mean, it's a very thing. Is top five gangster films is a very strong. Top yeah, five. exactly. I mean, that's that's a hard one. Um, 
it would be put into consideration. I'm going to give it that. Would it? Yeah. Not two Godfathers. Two yeah. Stellas, yeah. Casino. Casino. And that's just off the top of my head. The Donnie party. Brasco, I think, deserves Donnie to Brasco. be thought of. Oh, I do dude. think American Gangster deserves to be thought of. Uh, now, obviously, I've forgotten every gangster film. Once Upon a Time in America. Once Upon a Time in America, which it's is a very long film. Very long, like but very good. Four hours long. Uh, watch that one in two parts. But, uh, yeah, I, I think American mm. uh, Gangster does deserve to be talked about in that. In the same breath. I should watch that again, actually. Um, yeah, what else do we have on, on our list? Apocalypse Now. What showing? Yeah, um, showing how he became that cult leader, Colonel Kurtz. Yeah, how he, yeah. How it, like doesn't really have anything to do with anything else other than him becoming this crazy, crazy guy. The Shining, I thought, would be quite good. Shining, I can because you could do the prequels, that. just literally the creation of the hotel and all the horrendous things that happened in that hotel, and then you could even have the the story of the previous. Uh, caretaker that killed his family with an axe. Oh yeah, yeah. The one you don't see. Um, I think that would work very well. Even more recent times, the film Get Out. Have you ever seen Get Out? Yeah, that's an excellent it's film. So it's kind of break it down very quickly. Uh, you've got these people that effectively get young people cut out their brains and put their brains in mm. older people's brains. And then, spoiler alert. Yeah. Well, I, it's, yeah, I, I, yeah. I suppose it is a spoiler. Actually, it's quite a big twist because you don't realise. Mm. But anyway, spoiler alert. Um, and they put it into themselves when they're older. And it's just basically the prequel to that would be like, how did they get that technology to be able to do that? Why did they start thinking they could do that? And what? How do they actually? So we never really find out why exactly they pick the people that they do. There seems to be obviously a racial element there's to a it. Massive racial element. But they don't. Ex- there's no explanation as to why that is. Uh, they were picking. No, I mean they are inherently racist. Yeah, they're definitely racist, but they're picking people to go into. Um. But why? Why are they going into these bodies? I guess I thought that. I and I'm saying this completely contradicting myself because I can't remember it, but I'm sure they, they kind of mentioned like this one's very, I've got a very athletic body and can run and all this stuff. Um, But again, it's not too, too obvious as to how they pick their victims other Hmm. than I guess skin color. But I think there's a few ways that they do it because they get their daughter to kind of, yeah. Honey um, trap. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. To, to get people. And like there's, there's a scene in it where, he realizes she's had so many boyfriends this way, mm. which I think is interesting in itself because how great a relationship can be when she's had so many of these mm. relationships. So they're relationships that take time. Like we, the relationship we see in Get Out wasn't like they've been together a few hours. They've been together at least a few months. Yeah. And it's yeah, actually we're talking that... like marriage on the cards type relationship. And it's actually in that film. I think, when did you last see it? Do you remember the song that's at the beginning? Oh, I've, when they're in the kitchen, is just childish Gambino, you know Donald Glover. Oh Redbone. yeah, I mean, Redbone. Oh, it's amazing. Um, but with a prequel, so I mentioned before about a prequel. You know the whole thing about there's no jeopardy because you know mm. what's going to happen. Have Have you ever watched a prequel before the the quill? And actually, and this is more of a, I don't know what the word is. Not, I was going to say rhetorical because it's not. It's actually just a question. Should you be able to watch a prequel and then watch the quill and then the sequel? Yes. But I suppose by definition, every prequel, most people would have seen the quill first. But, yes, yes. But most prequels... it's just the beginning in the series. It's but, not yeah, because a prequel. But most... But most prequels seem to be made on the assumption that people have seen the the quill. Yeah, otherwise first. it wouldn't get made. No, but they also, it seems to be, well, actually, if you're going to watch, let's say they do a sequel, a quill, and a, sorry, a prequel, a quill, and a sequel. Yeah. That will always be on the assumption that the, the watching order, the natural watching order, would be the original, so the yeah. call, 
and then probably the sequel and then probably the prequel yeah but you can probably switch around yeah you can switch the other two around yeah but actually should they be made in such a way that actually it doesn't matter which way what order you watch yeah i I think they should so you should be able to watch all the star wars in order but yeah but if you do that so part of empire strikes back part of the big thing about that was the twist yeah him being his father but actually if you watch star wars from episode one there's no twist no that's true it's just a different way of seeing it but i think you you can and should be able to the reason why the prequel isn't the first thing because it wouldn't be classed as a prequel it'd just be the film yeah just the beginning of the 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 story and i think they've got a good story and then they usually have a good sequel or a sequel that does quite well. And where do you go next? Well, you go prequel. But if you took, but but all of these, so I'm looking up just a, a list of the best um, prequels made. Yeah. So one of the ones that's come up now is Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. So the prequel to Planet of the Apes. Now, one of the spoilers of, uh, one of the twists, sorry, of Planet of the Apes is that actually they're on Earth. So again, if you watch yeah. the prequel, well, there's no spoiler. It's true, but they're there's also, no I, I would say they're very different universes. It's completely, although it is a prequel, it's too far removed from the original source no, material. No, it's not. It's not. No, it's not. You That's just the whole point of it. But you can't. It's. It you, might be a, a, hun, a few hundred years. No, but the effects are so, the, everything is so different no, but that it's, it it's, just... No, but forget the special effects because the special effects are, are very good, obviously, and there, yeah. there's a difference. But it is literally the same world. It is showing how. You know, I get that, but I just don't planet. think that you can. I don't think anyone watches it with that in mind. In fact, I reckon a lot of people that have seen the that film haven't even seen the original. Really? Yeah, hundred percent. Well, that was not yeah. on two G at two GC one. At two G one C pod, I I can't really. Yeah, I I believe so. So, give us your suggestions at two G one C pod of what you want us to talk about next, and let us know which uh, which prequel, not only that you would like to put in, but what you think should be the 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 five out of five. But uh, on that note, I think that is a. Well, that's a wrap. That's, that's a wrap. So have a lovely week and we will see you next time. Cheerio. It's the two guys one cup podcast. It's the two guys one cup podcast.